0: This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch. And today we're talking about technology and specifically, have we entered the golden age of HR technology? Well, today my guest is Larry McAllister who is the global head of talent at NetApp, a technology company in California, and Larry has been on this podcast before uh, a couple of years back a fantastic interview when he had just started at NetApp, and I had a chance to catch up with him. Uh, well, we talk on a regular basis, but I had a chance to catch up with him uh, and interview him as part of the Talent Development Virtual Summit that we hosted back in September 2020, and I've been looking forward to sharing that interview with you because Larry is always on top of the latest trends in HR technology, whether it's it's hiring or talent development. And so we talk about some of those things in this interview, um, including uh, why go from L&D to talent enablement, which is what he refers to uh, his group now at NetApp, Um, why we're in the golden age of learning technology, the risk of not investing in HR technology. So if you've been on the fence and thinking about, well, should we invest in this? Uh, Larry, of course, makes the case for that. He's very biased towards investing in HR technology. How to choose which technologies you need Uh, how NetApp has been enabling their employees to own their careers and uh, how he says managers should not, should be net talent exporters. So um, the power of being a great manager and a talent magnet using the lingo from the book Multipliers by Liz Weissman. Um, We talk about HR technology for recruiting um, and we talk about getting executive buy-in for HR technology if that's something you have been thinking about as well. Uh, This is a great interview. I'm excited about it. Uh, Again, this came from the Talent Development Virtual Summit that we hosted back in September 2020. So you're going to hear some references to that, uh, although everything is still relevant in this interview. Uh, And I also want to let you know that uh, all of our interviews from that virtual summit and all of the Q&A sessions and the content are available inside the member vault of the Talent Development Think Tank community that I run. And Larry McAllister is one of our founding members. He's been a member since nearly the beginning uh, and uh, we have many, many other wonderful, fantastic members in the Talent Development Think Tank who are on our calls, our live calls every single week, uh, asking questions, contributing, learning from each other. And if that's something that's interesting to you, uh, come check it out. Our website is tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank.us. So td tdtt.us. Come check it out. If you're listening to this in March, we are doing a special right now, $1 trial for your first month. So you only pay $1 for the first month to come check it out. Join our calls, join our Slack group, uh, see if it's valuable for you. And if it is, continue at our normal rate. And if it's not, you can leave. No big deal. There are no commitments. Uh, So again, come check us out, tdtt.us. All right. Without further ado, here is my interview with Larry McAllister global head of talent enablement at NetApp. We have entered the golden age of HR technology with so many new ways to enable employees to learn, grow, engage, and own their careers. And if you are looking for ideas on how to leverage new HR technology and wanna hear from a practitioner who is doing it inside their organization, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Andy Storch, your Summit host, and I'm excited to introduce you to today's amazing, legendary speaker, Larry McAllister is the Vice President and Global Head of Talent for NetApp. Larry has held senior talent roles in several global companies and has a wealth of experience in this space. Larry also has a passion for learning and talent development and HR technology that is unrivaled. Larry, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Andy. What a great intro, man. You're pumping up my ego. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. You know, this is how we, we like to pump up the energy as we get going. Um, and you know, I've gotten to know you very well over the last year. We've done a lot of stuff together. Um, you've also been such a great friend and supporter and ally to me as I build everything I've been building with my conference and the, the membership community and this summit. So I just want to say, first off, I'm really grateful for your involvement and, and jumping on board.
1: Well, you're doing great work, and
0: I think galvanizing the,
1: you know, the practitioners, so I'm glad to be a part of it, and thank you for keeping me in the loop. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You're welcome, and thank you. Um, you are clearly an early adopter and someone like me who does not like to wait around for things to change. In fact, you were the inspiration for the name of this summit, which is No Going Back, um, because we both kind of have this mindset that, hey, this is the situation um uh, let's not wait for things to change we're going to go forward so um, let's start there um why do you think it's so important for us to adopt this philosophy <laughs> as my daughter joins us behind <laughs> us speaking of jumping into this new world that oh we were yeah in. so oh absolutely
1: yeah. i mean i used to say that you know this the cell phone crashed our home work life balance right your phone broke it um, but now during this time of covid it's it's exploded and you're you're living it in this exact second there is no separation and i think a lot of people were hoping that there was going to be like a finish line i'm going to wait and something's going to change and we'll all go back and everything's been fine there is no finish line we just did an internal survey and said when it's safe to go back to work how do you want to do it only nine percent of the people responded said i want to go back to the office predominantly It's going to be a hybrid environment, and our job is to make sure that you're doing the best work of your career from your kitchen. And how do we enable that new reality?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is the way to go because it looks like um, you know, no matter what happens, we're going to be in this type of world for a long time. Um, You and I have had multiple discussions. You've spoken in the the think tank community about this. I know you're embracing and just diving all in on you know going all in on this virtual world. And we are going to be in it like this for a long time. And Uh, You know, Marshall Goldsmith is also speaking on this summit and his presentation, he talked about how when you're faced with a situation like this, you just go with it. You don't worry, sit there, be frustrated, worried about how do we get back to the way things were before. Um, You just got to go forward and make the best of it. Absolutely. And I said earlier in the in the pandemic that during
1: times of crisis, your culture and your leadership is exposed and how you act during that time with your employees. You can go twice as bad as a relationship with your employees or twice as good. Luckily, our survey came back saying, thank you for taking care of us. We felt you know, well cared for. Uh, now I think the next phase is the longevity of getting through this. Right? I think there's going to be sine waves of, of people feeling distraught or, or burned out. Uh, and our job is to figure out how to make sure we you know, alleviate that as much as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get into some of the, the technology and even the, the virtual world, take a step back. When you took on this role at NetApp um, more than a year ago, one of the first things you did was change the name of your department from learning and development to talent enablement. Why did you do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think learning and development has its place, um, but I really felt my job is to increase the relationship between the manager and the employee. You know, accountability between that relationship is the most important thing. So enabling that relationship across the world uh, and giving them experiences and giving them opportunities in the flow of work to get better together, I think advances people. That's why I'm not really a leadership competency guy, because that's like saying you and you're however great you are and wherever you are, go be like this. And I think that's artificial. So what can I do enable you to be the best leader that you are?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you are looking for ways to enable people, enable um, your people, I know that you are big on HR technology. In fact, you said um, when we were leading up to this, that we are in the golden age of HR technology. Why do you say that? It's
1: because one is true. Uh, Two, the, the ability for really small companies to use advanced technology like AI and machine learning and bots is in the hands of almost every developer. So all it takes is someone who has a passion for HR and the proliferation of small companies with very advanced technology is at our fingertips. And we did a, we called it an HR tech parade at the end of last year. We just brought in all these vendors and really my mind was blown. The, the speed, the quality, the use of AI now is, is not even close to anything we knew even two years ago. Uh, and it's just sort of brought everything to your fingertips.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you're saying it's a lot more accessible. Um, I, I know that uh, when we had this conversation in the community, someone had a question about this. So can you tell me a little bit more about this technology parade that you set up so that you can get a, because other people may want to do this as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was sort of this idea of, let me just see what's out there. I had someone on my team just go out on the internet and say, find me all new technologies. And we have a, we have a, a map of all the logos and what are they're addressing. It's over a hundred companies. So we figured out what our biggest need was and just brought in vendors to demo for us. We had uh, all my talent team in there and we had our systems team in there. And, and instantly said we said, we are instantly knowing we're behind our competitors who are using this technology. I, I am not going to be able to keep up with my competitors uh, unless I start doing this. The old days of having the big, heavy, you know, uh, PeopleSoft and things like that, they can't do it. So they're partnering or finding ways to bring these smaller bolt-ons to make them more powerful.
0: When you say you're, you're getting behind your competitors, you know, you're feeling that competition, um, wh- what does that mean? Because you know, you're not necessarily competing, it's not like sales technology, right? But you are concerned from an HR and learning perspective that you have the, the right technology. And what's the risk of not investing in this and falling behind?
1: Yeah, so I, how I got funded when I went to my CEO staff is to say, if I don't get this kind of technology this year, I'm three years behind because it's advancing that quickly. So I cannot recruit A players at the speed and efficiency uh, that tools bring these teams. And I can't give people true-blown career paths true bone, like AI enabled ways for you to see how you build your career. It's still on paper or it's still sort of stuck on your um, intranet active where you're, you're inside a tool to advance your career as opposed to looking at LinkedIn to see where else you can do it.
0: Yeah. So there, and the risk of falling behind You you said, you know, if I don't do it this year, then I'm three years behind. Uh, what happens if you fall behind? What's the risk?
1: Well, if you think about employee experience, right? Like young people coming into the workforce, their, their use of their phone and the use of technology outside of the company is, my God, like the best, world-class, right? Um, then you come inside and trying to figure out how do I maneuver this company with this old school technology? Why would I want to go here? But if you put in their hands, you know, a coach on their phone when they want it, their own development plan about their life my God, this company cares about me and I, I want to grow here. The investment is real, right? It's not a shiny object in, in the distance.
0: Yeah, so important. So you're proving to that because those younger employees, they, are, they, they use that stuff on a regular basis. They're used to it. So other question that comes to mind, you got over 100 vendors on this spreadsheet and you're looking at all these technologies and I'm sure that on the face of it, they all look cool. And it's like, oh, we could use that, we could use that. How do you know what you actually need and what's going to be worth it for you and what's just maybe a shiny object?
1: Yeah, uh, I think, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the golden thread. Like our whole eight talent strategy this year is based on our Thrive ecosystem. So this is how we're going after that talent enablement. Uh, and there are gaps. We had gaps in there. And, and so I can ch- do the mindset change but how do you really enable them with technology? So we looked at what are our biggest gaps and where we get most bang for the buck, where will we go fast uh, to get where we need to go? And that's the those are the three or four categories that we went after.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um, how do you say, or how, how do you think talent development in general has changed under COVID now that we're in this virtual world?
1: Yeah, I, it has sped up technology, right? I mean, I think this idea of, you know, working remotely was still scoffed on. I mean, there was people who always did it their whole life, but I think a lot of companies were like, if I don't see you, you're not working. Right. So so one is now we're getting to the idea of people are productive at home no matter what, right? We, we, we know it, we've proven it. Now we're under a lot of pressure to say, how do you grow remotely? How do you use, you can't come to a classroom, so how do you grow remotely? So some of these technologies, including doing online gigs Uh, advancing your career with your manager, with an actual tool to say, these are the different ways you can go. Uh, You know, doing a lot of agile ways online to just learn, you know, bite-sized learning in the flow of work. You know, people, at least our survey was saying, all right, the first half of COVID, I was worried about health. The second half is, do we still have career development? Is that still a thing in this new world? Uh, and so uh, the hunger now to say, what does it look like, is really driving our, you know, our, our new way.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, speaking of career development, uh, you, and I, you and I bonded over this back in January. I know you're big on career development and making sure that you know, employees, uh, I think you have 10,000, know that they have a pathway to get to different places and be able to do different things. Uh, how are you creating that environment to do career development or help people own their career? And how are you leveraging technology for
1: that? Yeah. So first, for, at least for some companies, is this mind, mind shift set. Mind, mind shift. Set yeah. shift. That almost came out to be a, bar, a bad word right there. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it's not your employee manager. This is enterprise-wide talent. And the, the way to, to make NetApp better is to put the right people in the right jobs at the right time. So there's a mind shift. A mind shift a mindset shift
0: yeah shift in mindset
1: <laughs> gonna change. i'm gonna start using a new word mind shift uh, i like it yeah um and so that's a so that's what we're working on now we're gonna have a career week and really start thinking about hey managers should be net talent exporters you're a good leader if you're exporting talent to other parts of the organization and then we're using a tool that actually looks at every job in the company and helps you guide, what's the next job that you wanna do? Here's the gaps, here's where you're strong, here's your passion, here's someone else in the company you could talk to who is in that job, here's a mentor who's really good at the things you need to get better at, and matches you to your next job, matches you your next stretch job. Then you can say, all right, I'm marketing manager three, and I really wanna be product manager five, Here's the next three jobs, actual jobs inside the company that you can take the first time you can actually see an AI enabled career path and growth of how do you do that? So when you have these quarterly conversations, when you're talking about performance improvement and growth with your manager, now you're sort of just trying to piece it together. Now you can bring this in and say, this is what the tool is helping me decide. What do you think? And how can I get these skills right there, like real live action? So I think that's going to be a game changer in making people always looking inside first.
0: Yes, it's enabling them to have those uh, more effective conversations with their managers, um, with their coach. Uh, How do they, I'm curious about the accuracy of that. And you know, how do you get people to adopt it and use it so that they are, you know, figuring out their career path.
1: Yeah. So never, ever in the history of man do we have accuracy in what the job is and what the next job is, because it's always changing. Like, just think of how our jobs have changed in six months without even changing a job description, right? I mean, your job changes all the time. It changes a lot. Yeah. Right. right? And so what we're trying to do is be as, as accurate as possible, but more, I say the tool gets you to the table. Right, your pulse, your pulse insights with all the AI analysis get you to the table to take action. It's never going to put you in the job. So get as much data as you can, get as much um, accuracy as you can, and then when you sit down with your team or you sit down with your manager, you're talking about it and honing it and making it more real for you. Um, I think that's why people, you know, people are afraid that technology is going to take my job at this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's no way. It's never going to be that. It's never going to replace the person, but it's going to make your conversations a hell of a lot better.
0: Yeah, it's going to have better conversations. And you said it's going to help. It won't put you in the next job. It'll help you get you there. I was going to ask you if it could do the job for you, but I'm guessing guessing not. (laughs) One day, day, but then we'd all be out of jobs. So maybe we don't want that. Um, So tell me about some of the other HR technology that you're using to enable talent at NetApp.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I talked about mobile coaching a little bit. Um, so if you think about coaching in the past, I was sort of against it because, you know, the traditional coaching is, and it's not coaching profession, it's us as the mm-hmm. company. So this guy's doing great in his job, but he's sort of a jerk. Go get him a coach, right? It's like, that's the worst possible way to use it. Yeah. Now, a, a big advantage of HR technology is you can now democratize, um, skills, democratize things that people normally couldn't get. Not everyone in the company was gonna get coaching in the, in the old days, but now it's democratized on your phone when you need it, you have a live world-class coach with, with a game plan, like you are now, I can now, in language, across the world, when people want it, get coaching. And it's the whole person approach. So we're starting to see people we anonymized, we hear what our people are saying to the coaches, and they say things like, I now have a better relationship with my daughter because of this coach. I had a death in the family and I got through it because of this coach. I now feel way more comfortable to talk about to my team about our expectations. So it's really and especially now during this time, you're you we saw your whole person a half an hour ago, right? Uh with your daughter in the room, right? You that you if you're there's no separation. So to have someone help you with your whole person, I think has been the life changing. We look, 23% of the people went through the first cohort said this coach experience was life changing. And it checks all the boxes of technology, mobile when you need it specifically designed to you. Uh, and then on the back end, we can see what people are asking for and, and provide more assets. So the data around it is, is stuff you'd never get before.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, coaching used to be one of those things that was only available to the executive level. And now it's, like you said, democratized, more available to everyone on demand. People can get it when they need it. Um, it's powerful. What other kinds of things are you doing? I know you're leveraging a lot of different technologies, even including, including some in the uh, the recruitment space or talent acquisition space to grow and, and lean into this virtual world. Yeah, so we're, what
1: we're trying to hopefully do, we have a, a technology that uses AI, you could hire hundred recruiters and they couldn't as quickly run through all the resumes to match up to the job you have. So it gives you a percentage of the match to your job. It tells you, we think they could grow into this job fast quicker because we know what it's like in other companies. It says, we think this person has a 73% chance of returning your email today. Uh, You can tell it only give me candidates who are women. There's no way you could do that without technology. You can infer it. You know, can you help me find uh, underrepresented groups to, to bring into my slate? So what we're hoping is hiring managers and candidates as they're seeing this, that makes them more excited to now do the development inside. You know, you, you gotta break down the technology Luddite barrier. Uh, and so bringing them in and then bringing them through, they start saying, wow, this is the technology in this company, the company brought me in and is growing me. It's, it's a virtuous circle. Uh, so we can't, that's launching in two weeks. So we're super excited about that. You know, the UAT testing is going well and we think we can speed up, we can speed up recruiting, um, better than even hiring more people.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And, and good luck with that. And you're also able to broaden your geography and your horizons in this too, because as you said, we're, we're kind of going all in on this remote virtual world. You can almost hire people anywhere. Well, that's the
1: goal, right? I mean, uh, LinkedIn had a stat, I think it was from May to June. That they had a just in one month, they had a 43% increase in job seekers saying, I'll work remotely. Normally, you would just pick a city or two, now they're like, I'll work anywhere. Just, mm-hmm. just imagine now, as a recruiting team, yeah. you, don't even have to, you don't even have to care about the city anymore. Right. So, if we really start moving into that direction, work will never be the same.
0: Absolutely, changes everything in the recruiting world. Um, getting back to learning technology, learning and development, any other technologies there that you're excited about or people you think people really need to be thinking about to enable learning in the remote virtual world?
1: Yeah, so we, we're looking at a couple of things that, like LinkedIn Learning, we found out internally people were automatically signing up for that. We have employees who just signed up on their own. And for us, you know, I, I think anything that's just off the shelf like that, um, you want to have as diverse a diverse catalog as possible. So Kubernetes is an engineering language that we have. They have Kubernetes and then they have things like time management. So to have this like diverse way to go after it um, solves a lot of problems. So we're partnering with our sales enablement group who does a lot of training to figure out the right, the right suite.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um, so where do you see all this going? Like what is the future of talent development look like? And what's the risk for organizations that don't jump on board and and end up falling behind?
1: Yeah, I think the risk is people are going to know, people are going to be much more curious about what a new culture and environment looks like in a company. We've known what it's looked like for the past 100 years or even the past 20 years. It's new now. And if you're not embedding new ways for people to grow, new ways for people to connect, new ways for people to to have fun uh, and, and get the stuff that's missing, They'll know instantly what's your company doing. We're not even close to that. Like I, I'm bored over here. So you're, you're going to, you are not as competitive as you think you are in this new world. And I'm saying this to myself and everyone, you, you're going to have to get ahead of the game with these kinds of technologies because there's no other answer. You can't clean the office fast enough, right? You have to have this technology. Um, you know, we call our ecosystem thrive. So our new mantra is thrive anywhere.
0: Mm, I like it. Yeah. And if you don't do something, you're almost always falling behind and becoming obsolete. Right? Right. It's so fast. Um, you mentioned earlier about uh, going to your CEO and saying, Hey, we need to invest in this technology. One of the biggest challenges that we're hearing from the talent development community, especially right now is how do I go and get support uh, or buy in from executives when I want to go leverage technology or build a new program, whatever it is. What advice do you have for those out there in talent development for getting that executive support?
1: Yeah. I, so I, the pitch I just gave you about this new world is going to be different. And we're, we were behind a little bit in the old world in how we were doing things. So in this new world, people will jump. The kind of people we need to attract won't come here if they don't feel they have a future virtually. Um, and I said, I'm not going to be able to get you a players when I recruit because these tools are way faster than my recruiters. And then people are, when we bring them in, they're not going to have an ability to do anything at home. That's going to be their fear. So what, what can we sort of promise them today and deliver tomorrow that makes them feel not only are they invested, but they have a future here? And I think that what, what came back to me after was this is not going. They are, as soon as your CEO staff starts realizing this is not going away, you have, the, you have the upper hand to say, if that's the case, it's up to us to create the new environment that's not here yet. And if we don't, someone else will do it for us.
0: Right, and then we're falling behind. So you're almost painting that gap of what, where the world is going and, and what it looks like and what our challenge is and how we need to catch up. And if we don't, it's going to create a bigger problem in the future. So,
1: And then, you're, then you've got to go invest in a new one and then you have to go invest in a new one and, and, and your competition's already flying. Mm. So I, like I said to everyone, if you're in HR, if you're in L&D, you are a technologist. And if you haven't adopted that and started seeing what's out there, um, don't wait for IT. Right? It's up to you. They, they don't, they're not as in, in, you know, as focused on this stuff as you are. So have
0: a parade. Everyone go have
1: a tech parade. That's my advice. Tech everybody
0: have a check for the vendors are going to be so happy and also annoyed because they're yeah, like, exactly. oh my God, I got to go do all this stuff. May not get a deal. Um, sure. But, you know, more conversations are better. Uh, the last thing I want to ask you about is uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. We are in the middle of a major social justice movement um, in, in the United States and around the world. And uh, I know that, you know, we've all been way behind and we can almost never do enough. But from my perspective, uh, it sounds like you and your organization have taken a pretty progressive approach in responding to this and trying to do whatever you can to be part of the solution. Can you share a little bit about your philosophy and approach and, and how you are responding.
1: Yeah. So the first was, I think, having so I'm on both sides of this idea of a listening session. Right. People think if you have listening sessions, it makes change. It, it, I don't think it does. But what it did do for us, we had our, um, our, our black engineer, our technology affinity group, talk to our CEO staff in different meetings. And we just asked one question, how, do you, how are you feeling? And then they talked the rest of the meeting. And it was raw, powerful, eye-opening, and life-changing, I think, to, to the executives who heard this. And they've made comments like, oh, my God, we have not done nearly enough to even focus on this. I'm not, it's not a proud day today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that doesn't solve any problem except to raise awareness at the right level. And, and it did. It absolutely did. So now we're saying, you know, there are different affinity groups. There are different councils. We are gonna put it all together under a CEO council and drive it as a leadership business transformation. I say if you don't treat DIB as an actual business transformation, you'll get the same results tomorrow as you're getting today. You know, treat it the same way. And then now some of these tools that I talked about earlier, the back backend is, can give you so much data now around why aren't we hiring at the right level? We have data to show us that we presented very competent people on the, on the career path. Okay. Who's moving, who's not and why. Uh, and so you can now start presenting data back with this new tools to, to, you know, teach lessons inside the company.
0: Yeah. So you're, you're, you're having the listening sessions, you're raising awareness and then you're also making that pitch again, painting the gap. This is where we are. This is where we need to be. We don't want to fall behind uh, right. and then leveraging technology as much as you can to, to help get you where you want to be.
1: Right. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, all of them come with a mind shift. <laughs> mindset shift. Totally going to be using that. Yeah, and we're tying, and so we're using, we're trying to tie it all together as moving these kind of technologies, moving these kind of ideas, attacks to all of that. Um, it's, all, it's all one big strategic move.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. We've covered a lot of ground in this conversation um, for people listening who are looking for ways to um, further engage. Uh, create great, you know, cultures and develop their people in a virtual world. Any more, you know, last piece of advice you would give?
1: You know, my number one pri- uh, idea is if you have, if you've pressed the pause button, waiting for something to happen, press the play button, put your foot on the gas. It's over. It's over. It's, it's the new world. Um, it's the future of work. It's thriving anywhere. And you have to have the idea of, I'm not going back, what's the new creation of my culture? What's the new creation of our enablement story? Uh, and starting today, we gotta start thinking about that.
0: There you go, the name of this virtual summit is No Going Back, Best Practices for Engaging and Developing Your People in a Virtual and Volatile World, and I got that idea from a phone conversation with you a couple of months back, because you're right, we're, there is no going back. We have entered the future of work, and uh, things are not going back to the way they were before. Uh, So Larry, this has been awesome. We've covered a lot of ground. If I just look at my notes. We talk about uh, why we need to move forward and adopt the right philosophy, that no going back, um, why go from learning and development to talent enablement, uh, why we're in the golden age of HR and learning technology, the risk of not investing in HR technology, how you can fall behind, how to choose which technologies you need, um, how NetApp is enabling employees to own their careers and give them that career development they need. Uh, you said managers should be net tech, uh, talent exporters, which I absolutely love, um, total, uh, and talent magnets. I would add to use multipliers ter- terminology. Um, we talked about how NetApp is democratizing skills and coaching with technology, um, how you use HR technology for recruiting or going to be, and how to get executive buy-in for HR technology and learning programs, uh, really just covered so much. And I want to thank you for coming on and sharing so much value with us today. Um, anything else you want to add, or if anybody wants to get in touch with you, uh, where should they go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, hit me up on LinkedIn. I love benchmarking and talking about this stuff. I've learned so much in doing that as well. So I'm open to everyone in the, in your community, Andy, to, to reach out to me. I'm happy to chat.
0: Awesome. And I know you are in the Talent Development Think Tank community as well, where people can join. We're having conversations on a regular basis. Uh, So thanks again for being part of that and being part of this. And for all of you watching, listening at home, thank you so much for joining in on this session, for being present and listening. Remember, write down what are those one or two key takeaways from this session. What are you going to go do differently? What are you going to go pitch to your executive, to your CEO, which HR technology you're going to go after? Um, go take some action uh, so this will be worth our time and your time. And remember that right now is a pivotal moment in time. Talent development has never been more important for organizations. You absolutely have the opportunity to be the hero for your organization. And we want you to be that. So go out and take some action. Thank you again for joining. My name is Andy Storch, and we'll see you in the next session. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again, and take care.